Hi, welcome to the Software Reuse podcast series. This episode is going to talk about reusable exception handling for various service capabilities that are part of your SOA initiatives. Critical services basically raise two kinds of exceptions. They could be raising technical exceptions or business exceptions. And the idea here is you want to be able to provide exception handling in a standardized, centralized manner for various services in your environment to take advantage of. You also want to link exception handling to metrics and instrumentation because you want to know which particular request failed or which particular request did not complete successfully through all the steps required in your service and so on. So you want to be able to link the idea of message tracking and metrics and monitoring to exception handling. So it's also equally critical that you distinguish between technical and business exceptions because depending on the nature of exception and depending on how many requests or what kind of requests failed, you might want to kick off a business process or send an email and so on. So the idea is you want to have exception details captured in a consistent way. So things like you want to assign an error code, error subcode, and you know, so that way you can classify errors according to some kind of uh, classification mechanism in order for you to determine whether these are business errors or technical errors. You want some description, the actual message, you know, if it was a connection pool failure, was it a business rule violation? And you also want to capture stack trace to know exactly at what point in your code the exception occurred. The, the next important thing with exception handling is that you want to link exception handling with the metadata associated with the service capability. So what I mean by that is you have service metadata like name, version, uh, useful input output parameters. For example, if somebody is doing a get customer details invocation and you know using the customer ID as an input and that would be a very important piece of information for debugging purposes, for tracking and troubleshooting. You also want to see if the service invocation was part of a larger business process. So maybe there's a business process level tracking ID uh, that you can use to also augment the metadata about the service. This is useful when you want to, for example, see the list of related services that were impacted because of a business process orchestration or tracing back to see what triggered the service failure in the first place. Was it a business process orchestration that caused the problem? The idea behind having a centralized error handler or an exception handler for services is that you can collect all these errors in a central place for further processing. So depending on the exception, depending on the metadata, you can route those errors, handle those errors appropriately. So for example, if it's a data validation exception where the issue is with the quality of data, um, let's say you have a customer address and the address is missing the zip code or the postal code that's a required field. And that's actually something that only a user can actually fix. Um, in that case, you might want to launch a new business process instance to enrich that data. On the other hand, if you have automated services that uh, are ra raising certain errors because of you know the database being unavailable due to maintenance or doing being busy, not any connections left and so on, those might require a database administrator or DBA to actually manually intervene, maybe clear up temp space, maybe release um, connections that are no longer necessary, even restart a process or reboot a machine. So the actual error handling varies. So you might want to give the flexibility of routing errors based on the metadata associated with the error in order for us to deal with that error. Um, now finally, 
error notifications are very important to notify uh, processes or human actors that you know um, some errors occurred. So you want to either, um, you know, if you have internal proprietary protocols for aggregating errors, or you can use email as long as they're throttled to prevent flooding on the mail server, you might want to notify people that an error has occurred. And as you evolve the error handler being a central service, central capability, it can get smarter and smarter about what kind of additional actions that are necessary when handling that error so that you can uh, use notifications as a last resort as opposed to uh, always notifying somebody for a manual intervention. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Software Reuse podcast series. See you in the next one.